All right, everybody, welcome back to Monday's episode of Top Tier Podcast. Today is September 26, 2022. Um, what episode is this? 15? Seven, 17. This is episode 17 right now. 17, 17. All right, guys. Yeah, man. I mean, we got a, we got some fire. I mean, like, and we'll get into it later in the episode, but a lot of stuff dropped this weekend on Netflix. A lot of new content, a lot of new things to review and talk about. I mean, it's just we're getting overload right now. So we got some great topics for you guys today. If you're into Star Wars, we got we got big reviews for that. Of course, we got She-Hulk on the docket for um, any of these crazy psychos who watch documentaries. We got the Dahmer, the whole Dahmer uh, biopic drop. There's a lot of controversy about that. It's a lot of controversy. Controversy everywhere. It's a lot of black, a lot of, especially a lot of black people are really pissed off that they're capitalizing off of a guy who primarily targeted black men and his, uh, his, his murderous rage and murderous crimes. And they, so. they do it consistently as well. He's not the only one that they make constant documentaries about. But the, And we'll get into it because the interesting part is it's, not, it's more so on systemic racism in the police's case than it is Dahmer. Because Dahmer, the way they depicted him in the show, and we'll get into it, it, wasn't, it was less of him being a racist and more just him just being a, a psycho murderer. Okay. That just if he thought you were attractive, he was gonna try to take you home and kill you. So, but he primarily targeted black men, but that's like a crime of proximity. But we'll get into it. But we got a lot. We got U season four, Cyberpunk's making a huge comeback. Um, John Boyega's been in some controversy on Twitter. We got a bunch of topics. John Boyega controversy? You call that controversy? People are like, I don't. It wasn't as big as like some other stuff. It got overshadowed by a lot of stuff, but like. A lot of people are using it as an excuse to just basically be racist <laughs> towards black people, as usual. Okay, that sounds they can more. Find that an sounds. Go for it. <laughs> that sounds like that makes sense. Okay. All right. So, shall we begin with She-Hulk? Yeah, let's start with She-Hulk. She-Hulk. Uh, it's episode six, I believe. Yes, episode just, six. Just Jen. And it, and it, technically, this week it's not She-Hulk. It's just Jen. It's it just was Jen. just Jen. Mm-hmm. I think that the two things that I loved the most about this episode was number one that we got to get to know Jen, her side of things more, because she's been at She-Hulk for the majority of the show. Mm-hmm. Now in this episode, it was basically an entire episode, hence the name, hence the title, where it was just us seeing what Jen's daily life is, and she's a nobody as Jen. Yeah, which I think is cap because they try to make us believe that she's just like this average bland girl that nobody likes. Even she's below that, extremely attractive. She's ex- they make it seem like she's just like ugly as hell. She's extremely attractive. It kind of reminds me of like how Meg is treated on Family Guy. How everybody just dogs. Out. I'm not saying Meg is extremely attractive or whatever. I'm just saying like everybody just dogs her out, just counts her out, just like that's just Meg. That's how they treat Jen on on She Hulk. Yeah. They tre- it's very reminiscent of how they treat uh, Meg on Family Guy. It's just a butt of a joke, just like, ah, nobody's looking at her. Jenna, I don't know about her. And then as soon as She-Hulk shows up, it's just, oh, my God. And they know it's her. They know that Jenna's She-Hulk, but they just act like she's just a nobody. Yeah, I mean, she is a pretty successful individual. Like, she went yeah, to UCLA. Successful. I'm pretty sure she probably has a doctorate or at least close to it. Working at a pretty nice firm. She's a lawyer. Yeah, she's in charge of her own. She's like the I don't know lawyer speak, (laughs) but she's like Mm -hmm. the head of her department, right? At her firm. Mm -hmm. Pretty successful. Assuming she gets paid very well, because like you said, she's the face of the department. Yeah. 
So he knows she's getting paid at least 150, 200K, I'm sure, to do that job. Maybe even more. You know, she might be making more. Because I forget that they, they, I don't know too much about law, but I'm assuming maybe you get paid a flat rate for working at a firm and then you get a percentage from the client. I don't yeah, know how it works. Cases. But she's a very, either way, she's, a, she's, a, she's making good money. And they kind of hinted at that. They kind of hinted at that insecurity. You know, the fact that she doesn't really have a lot of friends. This mm-hmm. is the first time we're meeting her actual friends, right? Yeah, it's the first time we're meeting her friends. And they treat her like dog shit. They treat her like dog shit. Bro. But she came in, yeah, if you was, noticed. It kind of pisses me off. Yeah, a little bit. It was kind of it was kind of um, hard to watch. But if you notice, when she first came in, and she was talking to the one friend that was getting married, I, I don't remember her name. She came in with all that talk about, like, oh, yeah, I, I'm working at, I'm the head of my department. I'm the head of my firm. I'm this, this, mm-hmm. and that. I make this amount of money. She came in with that just to cover those insecurities. She she was flexing on though. Trust, I'm not even gonna say. They still didn't this. get to see the actual that, suit. Um, yeah, that's one of the. They, parts they did. They pissed me off, man. With that, they did that with a uh, Falcon show. For we we had to wait. It was like, oh, he's getting a new suit made by the Wakandans. Ended on a cliffhanger. Well, you got me fucked up. This show, they're making us wait two weeks to see it. Is it two, why? Why is it two weeks? Because. Um, well, yeah, because we're not going to see it until next week. Oh, oh okay. So they, they, yeah, last, you know, week before, they teased it. Then right, we saw this right. episode. They still are delaying us. Next week, they might do it again. Never know. I don't know, though. I don't know. I think we'll see. We kind of know what it looks like if you've, if you've seen what her combat suit looks like in the comics. You kind of can get what it looks like. It's going to look dope, bro. But isn't she mm. supposed to be wearing something for work, too? I think so, but I think... I think she, cause like you know that outfit she was wearing, she wore at the wedding. Yeah, the dress. isn't that one of them? I don't know, cause it like it looked like it it fit her perfectly when she was like bulked up, but it also looked fine uh, when, yeah, she, was, I guess when so. she was Jen. Yeah, I guess so. But when she was fighting as She-Hulk, she was wearing a different dress, so we didn't get to see her fight. <clears throat> we didn't get to see her fight in that dress that was made for her. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know if it matters. Like. <laughs> I don't even know if it matters. Yeah, I think her like her combat gear is like a, it kind of I don't know. I'm gonna look it up right now, but it kind of looks like they don't make a big deal out of Hulk's outfit, you know. They always talk about yeah. spandex, spandex, right? They always talk about that, but yeah, they never. He, Hulk just wears like those purple spandex pants. shit. The purple like pants. Purple pants. That's his thing, but they never talk about know. it. I'm looking it up, and she wears, like, a whole bunch of different shit, so I don't even really know. I'm used to her Which wearing one is the, the one? purple, like, you know, in the 80s workout commercials Yeah, and it's stuff. like a, it looks like a workout yeah. outfit. It's, like, yeah. sleeveless. It's, like, spandex, but it's, like, tight to her body. Yes. It's sleeveless, and it's, like, cut low at the and legs. she's got that nice, long, wavy hair. <clears throat> That's what yeah. I'm used to. <clears throat> but I've seen some other ones where it doesn't, or it cuts off at the legs, but then she's wearing, like, pink tights under it, or something like that, and boots, but yeah, I mean that's what I'm expecting. So maybe we shouldn't be. I mean, we we would like to see the MCU take on it. Of course. I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be that that big of a deal. Another thing that I liked, I mentioned there was two things that I liked. The second thing that I liked about this episode is that now it's like, all right, Titania, like you should get it by now. The Titania is gonna be the fucking arch nemesis for She-Hulk. She's gonna be a very, very, very large. Mm-hmm. Thorn that's in her. her ass. That's like her Joker. I, I said that a few weeks ago. Yeah. They said that, like, Titania is, like... I just want to know more lore on why she's so strong. Like, what? The, who the fuck is Titania? I don't... I guess she's just some super. 
she's just like one of those regular supers that, you know, they're just in the background. They just don't get those. Like, you watch the boys. You know what yeah. I mean? She's not the heavy marketed one. They're getting to that point now where it's like Marvel is just like, we're in a world of superheroes. We don't need to do a movie to introduce them one by one. They're just going to start coming in now. Like, She-Hulk is making that very obvious now. Maybe also she has more of like a intellectual superpower as well. They said in the episode she has like 5,000 businesses. I'm sure that's... She probably does. I'm sure that's obviously um, exaggeration. But she probably has like some type of Lex Luthor thing going on where she's like an entrepreneur in the background. Like that's part of her, her, her she's ability. Like a, she's like a Thor character. She has something really? to do with like the Asgardians and stuff. Okay. Something like that, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it was a solid episode. It seems like she might have a chance with this one guy. He's like, he fucks with Jen. Like, I don't give a fuck about She-Hulk. I like Jen. So I'm like, all right. But that could be I a like problem. It could be a reverse problem where it's like everybody wanted She-Hulk and not Jen. He just wants Jen, but he can't accept She-Hulk. Right. Ooh. I like. I would like that. I mean, that would be cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. This show is just so good at just being true to itself it doesn't need to be even like the fourth wall thing which i was kind of hesitant about in the beginning i'm starting to kind of get used to it like i think they could tap into that even more i think it could be like we always compare it to deadpool because that's the only other superhero we've seen um that always is breaking the fourth wall but they can make it like a little bit like deadpool i think Mm -hmm. do you think that would be distracting is there a bigger purpose than for her to always be breaking the fourth wall? I think they need to be... I don't think there's a bigger purpose. I think they need to be just a little bit more restrained and controlled. I will say this, though. Like, there's a... I have I had one problem with this episode was, like, oh. a lot of people say that, like, there's a lot of, like... Men bashing? There's a lot of, like, men bashing. That's what I was going to say. It was like, I knew it. I didn't... At first, I thought it was... At first, I, the whole show, it did not bother me at all because I could care less. I thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. And, like, I thought a lot of, like, the reactionary dudes was, like, just tripping, which they are. Yeah. But this one in particular, I felt was, like, a little mean-spirited. Just a little bit. Like, it was, Because like, of Mr. Invincible? Uh, yeah. I'm, even though he's a scumbag, though. I'm not saying that he's not a scumbag. But, like, the way they was, like, coming at him and, like, they, there was a couple lines that I, I do not even remember what they said. But it was just, like, oh, that's a little mean. Like, like, it was, like, applied to, like, men in general. I was, like, eh. I don't like that. Like, See, kinda I kind of felt like they were kind of making fun of him. But I don't feel like they're making... I, I, like, I don't think it's an agenda thing. They might have been being yeah, mean in the episode. Yeah. You know, maybe the characters were... Maybe that was what it was written to be. Like, you're supposed to identify, like, hey, they're being mean to this guy. But I don't think it's, like, an agenda thing. No, I don't think it's, like, some wider agenda thing. It, it could just be somebody who just, like, well, men, on some bullsh- men are on bullshit. But if people are, on social media are talking about it, they're most likely talking about it. I don't think it's an agenda. It. It's just someone said it. You know. But this is the one where it's like, if you thought they were mad now, they're really going to be mad. Like the, uh, the people on social media, like them. Mm-hmm. Like they're making it seem like, oh, this is, this is a conspiracy. This is an agenda. The manosphere or whatever they fucking call it. Man-hating, woman-powered. <laughs> I don't know what they fucking call it. Who cares? Manosphere, incel community, Reddit. Because they mentioned incels right in the episode. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they, they talking about y'all. They, like, the ones, like the ones that are mad, they're talking about you. You know what? That's the funniest <laughs> part about the show is that they are like directly roast the shit they're out of aware. the dudes who hate the show. Yeah, they're aware. They're aware of it. 
It's so funny. They saw it coming. They literally, that little site where they was like wishing death on her and shit, like, that's like Reddit, bro. That's like Reddit and 4chan and like all them sites. Like, that's the MCU version of them sites. Yeah. What do you think that lab was at the end? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It looked like a like... different type of, I don't know enough about the comic lore. Could it be like a different type of Hydra? Like, do you think it's going to be important to overall MCU? Or is it something that... It might be. They might make another abomination or... They're going to make... Because they have her blood. So they don't want them to be able to make more Hulks. So they might... You never know. They might start making more Hulks. But I don't know if that's a thing. Like, is there are there like just rogue, other rogue Hulks running um, around in the Marvel Universe? No. There's Red Hulk, but they're, he's not... I, he, they're not, not going to... Huh? Isn't Red Hulk a she, or is that not the same one? Is it? Wasn't She-Hulk red? Isn't She-Hulk red in some iterations? Oh, I thought that the the Red Hulk was, like, his father or something. Oh, there's another She-Hulk that's called Betty Elizabeth Ross. I don't know who that is. Neither do it's I. It's, like, a different She-Hulk who, who's red. My Marvel knowledge runs thin here. Reaching a dead end. <laughs> I don't yeah. think so though. I don't. I don't think that uh, they're going to introduce any different type of Hulk. I think I don't know what it is. It's probably just going to be the same old, same old. Where it's like, oh, we want your blood for, you know, making us some type of military weapon. Oh no, you can't. You can't do that. Uh, I don't know how important it's going to be this season. Maybe they set it up next season, or maybe that's somebody that he she's going to fight with, uh, with Daredevil against. Yeah, I can see it. Maybe. Or maybe they're trying to get the blood back. Like, maybe they're going to sell it on the black market. Yeah. It's kind of low-hanging like, fruit. Oh, this is, some, this is some bullshit. And he pops up, and she's like, oh, they stole my blood. I got to go. And then somehow she meets she she meets her. Maybe Daredevil gets the blood back. And she's like, yeah. you need to hand this over. And he's just like, what do you fuck you? What do you mean? And they, I don't know. Daredevil could not fight her in a fight, so that's not going to happen. Is Elektra still alive but, in Daredevil's universe? In this Daredevil's universe? Mm, I don't remember no from idea. the show. I don't remember if she died. I'd like to see Electra. Remember, I don't, I don't even, I don't think I even finished Daredevil. I could never get into it. I'm pretty sure I finished. I'm pretty sure I finished it. How many seasons did it have? Like four? Didn't it have like two seasons? No, dude. It had, it had a few seasons. I think it had four. I think it had four. It had at least three. It had at least three. It had, th it had three seasons. That's crazy. Okay. I thought I only had two. No, it was a pretty long running show. This uh, yeah. Daredevil show that they're making this time around is gonna be like 20 plus episodes bro i'm hype mm -hmm. i'm hype they better not make it soft no they can't they can't and you know if we want to transition into star wars because i think there's some reference there to, uh according to what my my theory is i think that disney might be having an understanding in you know the upper executive rooms where it's like okay when it comes to the product that we're going to be putting out on the streaming service like we have to start mixing it up and putting some adult theme content on it. and we've seen that they have been doing that they've been putting more pg-13 movies on there there might be at this time some a couple rated r movies you know they are pretty discretionary though like they hand selected them probably i think that they're getting to a There's point where do it though, man. they should do it yeah you think they should just There's let the gates open? Like, just let yeah, it bro, they should just in. make, like, Disney Plus at night, and then if you don't want the kids to get on there, put do, like, a passcode. Yeah, you don't even, I don't even like think Netflix you is, do that, though. Bro, Netflix is so fucking wild. Right. Like, imagine me. I'll I be watching out-of-pocket shit as a kid on Netflix. Trust me. And it's even worse now. 
Imagine a kid's like, Cyberpunk Edge Runners! And turns on Edge Runners and it's just like rated R debauchery. Straight up porn. Like, so if Netflix is doing that, I don't know what... And if Disney's worried about their brand, I understand that. Put a protection on it. Because Netflix, these other services don't care. I don't even think it needs to be that. You know, personally, I think you can just, just like Netflix, like people, if if you want to have parent, what is it called? Parent discretion. Parental controls. Yeah, parental controls. You could do that for anything. Like, you don't have to have a separate, like how they did Nick at Night versus like Nick Tunes. Like, you don't need to do any of that stuff. I think you could put you it all You don't, the same. but I feel like Disney, they're so worried about their brand. You would think they would do something like that to feel better. Because they're thinking, we don't want to mar our brand as this they should just tuck kids, in the algorithm family friendly they should just well, tuck kids can still algorithm. look it up man like when i was can, a kid yeah. man when I, we were, when I was like a kid we were out doing out-of-pocket shit you know what i mean like yeah you'll find so it. they're gonna look for it they're gonna try to find it so you, if you want you don't want the out the controversy they might be expecting a controversy because netflix can get away with it disney might not because yeah. of their image they've cultivated yeah they may need to more child extra steps and precautions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, whatever's going to make you the big buck, right? At the end of the day, they'll figure it out. But in terms of Star Wars, an overall reaction to Andor, I just, I think I'm a, the, the part that I'm the biggest fan of with this Andor series is the fact that they made the tone darker. The tone is just right. It's the drama. Yeah. And it's just set in the real world. It's set, it's like, it kind of doesn't make sense to use this analogy or this metaphor, but it's like down to earth. It's like peon, it's like, com- it's like peon Star Wars. It's like yeah. peasant Star Wars. We're galaxies like- far, far, far away from earth, mm-hmm. but it's down to earth in the sense that everything that's happening is on the ground. There's no space wars yet. There's no, uh, we're infiltrating, you know, Imperial starships and star destroyers and shit like that. There's it's no space like magic. That. Yeah. And space lightning and right, force right, healing. Right. None of that. None. Of, it, they didn't mention the force. The they dudes didn't. in the background who just you just watch a Star Wars movie and just look in the background. Dudes just getting all the dudes in. The, right. I know there's no Star Wars, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. like the random guys just getting blown up right. off screen. Right. That could be like a whole movie in itself if you just decide to focus in on them. And that was the focus. Kind of like real life. Like everybody has their own story. Exactly, exactly. That's mm-hmm. why Rogue One was so successful is because that's the first time they ever shined the light, put the limelight on just run-of-the-mill characters that you probably know. You don't know them. You know, they're not legacies that are left-behind characters. So you can already kind of figure these people are going to be dead by the end of the, mo- of the movie or of the show. But that was what drew an audience to it. Like, the fact that we know we're not going to... Ha- Maybe not the fact that we know we're not going to have to follow these characters anymore, but it's like the fact that the stakes are so high. I, maybe that's what it is. Like the stakes are higher because it's like, damn, like, does this person even survive? Like, who is this person? Mm-hmm. If you're a force wielder, we can kind of pretty much guarantee, unless some Order 66 shit happens, we can pretty much already guarantee this person is going to be in the fucking rest of the movie, rest of the show, mm. movies to come, series to come. But if you're just like a regular peon, you can die any moment. And we know Cassian's not going to die. He's not going to die. Oh, because we know we're canonically where he dies. Right, so. exactly. But just like the fact that we're like, let's really, really hit on this rebellion thing. Like we forget that these people, if you watch the show, they said it. It's very slow how they do it. And very, But it's very methodical. It's planned. 
that way to let you in on like wait the, this ordinary individual is just one guy like he doesn't have like mm -hmm. you know we know about the rebellion because it's like this huge thing and they're set up on this planet set up on this planet they have princess organa working with them right luke skywalker but we don't know it in its in its inception was just like grassroots like terrorists essentially mm -hmm. is the vibe that you get from it when you see like these dude these people are like going around killing people and like this you, is a they have police records regular dudes yeah yeah you'd see more everyday street life in uh star wars which is cool and that's the part that's like interesting because they can make it earth-like you know not i like that sci-fi fantasy uh yeah. i like that sci-fi fantasy street life stuff like it's so it feels more real like we were gonna talk about it, yeah. Cyberpunk. It's, but that's what talk it is. About that later. That's the that's the word for it. It's cyberpunk. Mhm. Mm Literally, it's like, what our future is gonna look like if nothing changes? If the capitalism system, all that stuff we're dealing with right now, doesn't change, and we just get better technology, which you know, faster than light travel. Yeah. But it's the same system. But everyone's still broke. Yeah, everyone's still struggling. There's mm -hmm. still some higher authority, government tyranny. You know, everybody mm -hmm. still feels oppression here and there brutality and things like that you know institutions not doing you right like they talk about all that stuff like even in mandalorian the new trailer we saw was that the new mandalorian trailer trailer that we saw the um the uh the the, the clone who was just like on the street that was mandalorian i think so yeah. i'm pretty sure that was mandalorian or was it obi-wan i don't remember i don't remember but everybody remembers the image we know what, we're what yeah. i'm talking about though like, they don't ever talk about that type of stuff, but if you actually get onto the ground floor of it and put us in the perspective of, like, even something like Game of Thrones, they don't do that. Like, that's something that with these grandiose oh, franchises, no. Hell no. for Hell some no. reason, they stay so far away looking at it atmospherically Yeah. instead of going real, real zoomed in with a microscope on just some regular... It feels like a fucking drama, bro. I'm telling you, it doesn't even feel like it's star wars the only reason why you know it's star wars is because you'll see like a droid or like that you didn't even see a stormtrooper in this episode in these episodes they released three episodes or the weapons the weapons go pew, pew, yeah. Pew, yeah. Pew. <clears throat> or they start t speaking some language or, or something like but this one start speaking to the droids or some shit i promise you bro if you never saw if you if you don't know it's star wars and you just show this to like some 50 year old person I guarantee you they'll be like, oh, that was an interesting show. What show is that? Like, that's Earth? I guarantee, I promise you. And I love mm -hmm. that tone. I love that tone. They had, like, mature themes in it. Like, I'm telling you, like, it was, it was something where it, like, it feels special. And so with that show. I, I, I want to make want to check it out for real. Yeah. With that show and with She-Hulk coming out at around the same exact time. Or no. Yeah, it is now at the same time now. It overlapped this week with those shows being out at the same time both kind of having the same vibe of like we're gonna set everything else like this is gonna be set in its own box its own territory of like you can't even categorize it with the rest of everything else in, our, in their individual franchises it feels like disney's kind of on to something i don't know yeah i'm liking these these down-to-earth shows like i can't even imagine like a game of thrones that's just about peasants that would be boring as hell 
<laughs> I don't think it would be though. That'd be boring as hell. I don't think it would be. Cause like the lowest, like you'll get cameos of like some broke ass peasants or like a prostitute or something in Game of Thrones. But like the lowest name character you'll see is like a knight, a commoner knight, or like a wildling. But the wildling is so far beyond the peasant that they can become main characters. You know, you won't see a King's Landing peasant be a main character. Now wildling, that's different. To me, that's way different than just like a. It way, it's way more out there than just like a King's Landing bum who is just like has a whole story. I don't think it would be boring. I think that they would. I, it, it it challenges the writers to really build. That's when you have to world build. Mm-hmm. You know, in Andor, Star Wars is so built out already to where it's like you don't need to. You're probably not going to be able to show us anything that we didn't know already existed. The most mm-hmm. you can do is just show us their mundane day to day. Because most everybody we see in Star Wars is a farmer or a fighter. Like, who are just the people that just don't fit in and they end up just yeah, rebelling? You don't see the cyberpunk city people who's just broke as hell and they just got to fight yeah. to, to survive. You or see a farmer that, on, like, an isolated planet. Or, or the people that are royalty. friends. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying, you just see a farmer on an isolated planet who has powers, who is royalty, who is, you know what I'm saying? Right, like. Right. Or descended from greats. You will never see just some random dude in a in what's that what's that what's that planet the Jedi Council was on? That's just like there's Coruscant. like a whole lore about Coruscant. Like, bro, a Coruscant Cyberpunk, like get it out the mud show, that'll be fire. <laughs> That's ideas for Disney. Like well, they live on the bottom levels. They live in like the lower levels of Coruscant, which is just like there is no law and government. And they were born there and they have to <laughs> fight their way out. Like it's up like to the top, su- like you made like succession instead in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They have to <laughs> climb the levels. House of Cards set in Star Wars. Like, what if they made mm-hmm. a politics show of like trying to work your way into the Senate uh, in Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Like, that'd be pretty from legit. like the low levels, from the low levels of Coruscant to get into politics. That'd be pretty that's legit. That's their goal. That could be like that's that's the fact that Star Wars is such a is such a beautiful IP. It is a brilliant. IP because it literally and they don't up, use it. Yeah, they don't like use the it to its full potential. Yeah, I mean we we we're gonna have a lot of videos just about <laughs> a lot of discussion that can be put on YouTube of just like ways to fix Star Wars. That sh- that could be like that a fucking be an series. Entertaining at this show, point. huh? That would be such an enter- entertaining show about Cor- all about Coruscant. The show could literally just be called Coruscant. Yeah, and you could have like. The politicians be characters. You could have the broke ass people be characters, and they're on their way up. And the politicians playing games, and you see how it affects the whole society and all on the way down. Like these levels through these levels, and we're building more levels. And fuck these levels. We're gonna do do this awful political thing to fuck them over. You know what I mean? And you see how it affects the characters on their way up. Like, they can do that so easily. Like, I've never seen The Sopranos in its totality. But this Andor series felt like Star Wars Sopranos, you know? And like you're 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 making that argument, like that's those stories those stories sound very compelling. Like if you just had a log line of it and it was like Sopranos in Star Wars or mm-hmm. like what you were describing is like I don't like the wire. Like the wire in Star Wars. Like the Star Wars version of the wire. I don't know. Those that sounds interesting to me. Just make a show in Star Wars. I don't know. Maybe that's a high You can even have thought. a dude who has the Force, man. You could even have a dude who has the Force, but he's so deep in Coruscant, they won't even come look for him. It's so bad down there. 
they won't even come look for him. So he just has like, big, they could do so much cool stuff. Yeah, it makes me think about Ahsoka and the tone they're gonna take with Ahsoka. Because whenever they deal with the Jedi stuff, it gets super light. Like it gets super, and I mean light by like, like obviously you're gonna have your violence More in it. Lighthearted. Yeah. It gets it's super child temple. friendly. Air Nation Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> Air yeah. Nation Avatar. It's like peace loving and meditation and love thy neighbor. Yeah, they don't take chances when they have Jedi in play. We've talked about that before, though. What did we have next? Uh, Should we hit Dahmer, on the other movie stuff? Oh, yeah, let's do Dahmer. The, the Dahmer documentary. So, this weekend, you know, I was browsing Twitter. Like a whole bunch of people was like, "Oh my God, they released a Dahmer documentary." <clears throat> We're seeing scenes from the movie. Uh, this movie's a mockery, disrespect to the black community. They're making money off the deaths of. All I can say is, I hope that the fa- the victims and the families, even today, got at least, at least some of the money from this movie. I Who think made this fair. movie? I have no clue. I just thought about that right now, but let's see. It wasn't Dahmer. Netflix. It was Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's a Netflix uh, Netflix original. Netflix original. Uh, David Jacobson. Oh, oh, oh! You're looking up the actual person. I, I was just talking about Netflix. So Netflix made it. Netflix made it. I was okay, looking at the director. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, yeah the people did. They, they probably didn't pay those people for using their likeness. They almost 100 percent didn't. Why would they? Mm-hmm. Why would they? They can get away with it. Usage, and, a, right? and the show had had a very the problem thing is the show had s- such a focus on the victims though like those are the, it was of like course. Dahmer and the victims families were the main main characters of course and his neighbor who was like who was a black woman who was like she was trying to expose him for over a year and it was just like fuck off she was That's constantly like, is, watching dude. him and like trying to help his victims out who were trying to escape and shit like that and the and cops like, was just like I, I'm just not a fan of these genres of storytelling that use the trauma of groups of people as the story, like as the draw. Why on yeah. earth would I be drawn to hearing or watching someone's trauma be displayed in front of me? And my thing is, they didn't really make a mockery of it. Like, I felt like. In fact, it had such a sympathetic take on the victims and to the point where it showed all the evil they went through just by the system. Then why is it called Dahmer? I mean, because it's about him. It's about, they go over his whole life. They go over everything that made him the way he was. They go over, like, his family, how they enabled him, and how they just ignored his behavior and just gave him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, he's the draw. society gave him the benefit of the doubt. He's the draw, no doubt. I'm not saying, like, he is the draw. He's the main character. He's the main focus. It's his story. But they really focused in on the victims heavily. But how can and they like, be a focus if, and you could look at their families? See, yeah, you could see like it, it's probably reported on. But how can it be about the families? They're just using them as a commodity. They probably didn't pay them for their likeness. They didn't ask for their discretion. They didn't ask, can we include this? Can we include that? Most likely not. We can always do the reporting. I mean, the research on it. I'm sure that 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 would have been reported on, though. I haven't seen any other reports. They use Dahmer as the main draw. People are going to see it as not as a a family movie, not as a. It's not supposed to be cheerful. It's supposed to be, oh, I'm going to watch this for four elements. 
to watch yeah, the horror be displayed. About, yeah, it's the horror. And they didn't really, you know, the <laughs> violence wasn't as crazy as I thought it was going to be. I was thinking they were going to, like, show everything. It was more subdued with the violence. It was like, you would hear noises. Like, like when he was, like, cutting up the bodies, like, they wouldn't show it. You would just see, like, the shadow of him sawing. Or you would hear the noise of the flesh. and the, Or he, like, when he would drill in people's heads, it would, like, you would see the drill, and it was, like, the guy, you would see the guy's face, and you would see the drill in the back of his head, but it wouldn't show it. But you would hear the flesh turning. But they never really, like, it was, the violence was more subdued. I felt like if they showed the violence, then it would have been really disrespectful. I, I feel like this was just a biopic. It, it just really was like yeah. a biopic just giving you the gist of what happened. Like, like toe-to-toe, like the whole story of this man. Just a straight biopic. It wasn't really like a horror. It wasn't a horror because they wasn't trying to scare you. It literally was just documenting like the story of this man. I just feel like most people, because we're fascinated by the minds of these people, we kind of glorify them in their own way. And that's and they, what they went over these this stories in the show. feel like. When they, they make this type of content, it feels like that. It feels like we're using other people's trauma as the commodity to draw people to come watch and spend money here. And I don't like that. Cause it not, definitely is, though. Because it's not like, a story that no one's I'm not like, denying that. Yeah. That I, I'm just saying, me personally, I have a problem with... I, I don't watch... I purposely don't watch these types of things. Mm-hmm. Like... Not only do I not want to see it, these were real people once, but I also, like, just don't want to see it. Like, even if it was fiction, I don't want to see someone getting, mm-hmm. a bunch of people getting slashed up and following um, the main character, the protagonist of the film, is a fucking serial killer. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, dude, even when they make, like... Even when they make movies about, like, black people in the hood. Like, those, it's great to see these stories be represented, but at the same time, like, when you get to the these are black exploitation films. When you really get to it, if it's not being made by a black person, there wasn't black people in the black writers' room. It wasn't directors that it wasn't producers that yeah. were black. It becomes black exploitation. You're you're the commodity is the trauma. I can't get behind even like the, the concept of it. It's not even about the movie being good or bad. It's just like the concept. Can't get behind it. Yeah, cause like he killed mostly black men. I think he killed he killed two white guys. I think he killed two Asian guys, I believe so, but he killed mostly black men. And that's that's where the issue comes in, where it's like... Because like I, I, I agree with you. It's, this is exploitation 100%, and they probably put this in just to cover their own asses. But there's a, a whole part of the documentary where they cover the exploitation aspect of it while it was happening. Like, when he went, he finally went to jail, he was like a celebrity. Yeah. People were like sending him money. Insane, bro. People were like making comics about him and they were sending it to him it was like bro can you autograph it he thought he was a shit when he was in prison like he was that's why and i don't know if you know how he died but he thought he was this he thought he was hot shit and there was a black guy who was like this guy is like prancing around and laughing and smiling like he's the he's the man and he killed mostly black men so yeah. when he got that dude off in the corner somewhere he bashed his head in with some weights in the gym he's it's a way to go and I guess he was already in there for life, so he was just like, I'm not going to let you kill in mostly black folks, and now they worshiping you like you some kind of god. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it was like a big focus of the documentary to talk about, like, how much people were just like, could give a fuck about the victims, because most of them were black, probably. And it was just, oh my god, this Dahmer dude is so cool. And all these children were dressing up as Dahmer for Halloween, and it was just, a, it was just this big laugh and a big joke. Everybody was just having a good time laughing about it. And it, this, it just happened. 
it was just he just went to jail. So I guess they think if they cover that and they wait 20 years, 20, 30 years, it's cool now. Yeah, serial killers are always played. I don't want to say always. It's too absolute. But uh, serial killers tend to be always displayed or portrayed by white men. You know? So. Mm. And I, it's not I, only. I, I believe most of them are American white males in the world. I'm but saying there immediate. are black ones. In media, yeah, there are, they're, there are dis- they're portrayed as white killers. men. Yeah. Like, I don't see in movies. I can't name you one movie where it's the serial killer is a black guy. There is a famous one I saw in the comments. I think he killed mostly prostitutes, a black one. He got away with it for a long time, too. That's real? That's a real story? I think that's a real one. Well, yeah. I, thought, I, like, I mean, like, fictional story. Like, most of these are... Oh, fictional? fictional? Like oh, you. yeah. Like fictional you, is mostly... They wouldn't like make you? the main character a black yeah, guy. Yeah, man. But you know, it's, there's like a real fascination with serial killers. Like I know a lot of people, especially like my mom. Like she loves like movies about serial killers. Mm-hmm. I'll be looking at her sometimes. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like, love serial killer movies. Like I don't know what it is. Like, don't get me wrong, I love you though, and it, it gives me it makes me uncomfortable because like, should I even though it's fictional, should I like this show? Like, should we be rooting for this guy and he's a monster? That's what they do. Because they're the they're the yeah, protagonists like, of the of the show or of the movie. Yeah. So you always end up rooting for them. Like you at least with Dexter, like, he's still a murderer, but he has a code. Like he's like, I I know well, I'm, I'm, a, a I'm, a, I'm a psycho. I know. They all have a Dexter's code. Dexter's like right? I know I'm a psycho. They all have a code. Like low key, they have an mo really. Yeah. So Dexter's mo is, I can justify my inert urge to kill if I kill people I know are evil, or I know if I kill them the world is better off. So that's how he does it. But he's still a serial killer. You can't yeah. deny it. That's that's just his MO. There, that's the, always that's their how he rationalizes it. It's mm. purity or whatever. Their form of genocide. Joe Goldberg is just like doesn't even have a code. He's just like, I'm obsessed with a girl. Anybody gets in my way, I kill you. And if she decides she doesn't want to be with me, I'm just gonna kill her. Like that's his that's his whole that's his whole thing. And we saw Anyone? the trailer was released today. Should we talk about it? Yeah, we can. We can. This is a perfect segue, so we can move into you. I kind of, yeah, I kind of want to talk more about Dahmer, but it, you don't have to go too deep into it. But yeah, you, um, another show, fictional show about a serial killer. For those who don't know about you, it's like a serial killer who develops fascinations with different women. Shit happens, and not a major spoiler. I guess it is, but they usually end up dead either by him or by some other somebody related to him who's also a murder murderer. Because he just seems to attract other killers to him as well. But it's just like a whole serial killer, like, fantasy death fest is what the show is. That he's just, he he's like an obsessed weirdo stalker. And they kind of like, they kind of like make you root for him, even though he's like a, a, a evil stalker murder scumbag. Like, he's a creep, he's like a, the creep. He's like any every creep you imagine times ten. But they just like, they try to make you root for him. Like he'll get obsessed with someone, and he's like, he's outside our house half the damn time, learning her schedule, and he's in her house, and he's like looking through her things, and he's putting bugs in the house, and he's like, somehow, and then somehow he always like will weasel it where like he actually gets the girl, but he's been stalking her for months though, but he'll yeah. like set it up to where he actually has some game so he can get her, but he's been stalking her, and then somehow she ends up dead at the end of the season. 
Yeah, it's a great show. It's the first show I've watched by a seri- about a serial. Well, no, because I watched Base Motel. So I guess it's the second. But he's not really a serial killer in this fa- in the yes, fa- in the is. same fashion. He is a serial killer because he ends up killing multiple people. But I don't think he's a psychopath. Yes, he is. I don't think he is. I know. Like, it, I, not- it, doesn't sound, it doesn't even make sense because it's literally called Psycho. The movie that it's from is called Psycho. But Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, you. But, you know, no, Norman, no, Bates. Norman Bates is a psycho. But I think Norman Bates is like, he's like, he's like extremely psychotic. Like in, in the sense that like he acts like he can't tell reality from non-reality half the time. He seems like he's just like mentally gone. Like he's just in, he's a serial killer and he's just half the time he's in like a trance. Joel Goldberg is very <laughs> conscious. Like that. That's what I'm trying to say. From you, the main character of you, Joel Goldberg, he knows what he's doing. He's very aware. Norman Bates just seems like he's just in a trance to have damn near half the time. You think Norman is a psycho? I mean, they both are, but I think Norman is like on the higher end of it to where he's just like mentally gone. Wait, what? Like def- half the wait, time can you look up the definition of psychopath? Because. Maybe my, he's like more schizophrenic, or he's more like hallucinant. Yeah, he has. He's like more hallucinant. He has hallucin. He's like more schizophrenic. I would say Norman Bates, where it's like he just like goes into trances and kills people. Which Dahmer was kind of on the same kind of time. But uh, let me look up a meaning. Uh, okay, well they're giving me an Urban Dictionary. I don't know why that was the first thing that came up. A psychopath, a person suffering from cr- chronic mental disorder with abnormal. Or violent social behavior. They're very unstable and aggressive. Sounds like Joe Goldberg to me. It does, very unstable. But it does. Yeah, he's it very, sounds like Joe. He's very aggressive. Yeah. He's very antisocial. He has no qualms about killing you. You just tick him off the wrong way, and you get in, and getting in the way between him and the girl he's obsessed with. He will kill you, without remorse. He will plan it out, and he has no feelings about it. Now I wonder. Like season three. Like, is there a difference between? A psychopath and a maniacal psychopath, because a lot of the stuff that we see in pop culture, they're like maniacal psychopaths, where they have a reason, like you mentioned earlier, an MO of the reason, like who they're going after, why they're doing it. Sometimes they leave trails, and this is fiction and nonfiction that I'm talking about, but they're always maniacal, driven. Is there a difference between the two? Can you still be a psychopath and just not be... Like, what happens if you don't act on it? I definitely think there's a difference between people... Because I feel like there are psychopaths in real life who just don't kill people. They may not kill people, but they're unfeeling and they have antisocial behavior in general. They're very aggressive. They could be very aggressive. You can have a politician who's a psychopath. It's not like he's day-to-day going around killing people, but he has power, he has no remorse, and he passes laws that hurt people constantly. He probably does things in his private life. He might beat his wife. You know what I mean? Like, but he he's not killing her. He hasn't killed her yet, because that's usually how I ask Jesus Christ. But it's not like he's uh, out here. But there are guys who are who are out here, and they're psychos too. But they just they're like worse. They they're like I'm sure some are just uncaring, uncaring, unfeeling. But they may not think it's worth killing somebody, even though they could and they wouldn't care. But you have some who are just like like you said, they're more driven to do it. They did it. They got a knack for it. Like in the Dahmer, you know, taking it back to Dahmer a little bit. Like when he was a kid, he just like killing animals. Like that's like a that's like a sign of a serial killer. Like if you have you see a kid who's just like, look, daddy, look, and he's outside. He's decapitated like ten frogs. 
you I mean that's a sign. I'd be puzzled. You need to take you need to take that dude to because that's like hurting an animal to me is just like I want to die. Like I, I've never done that, of course, but like with the thought of it, like I'll be driving on the road sometimes and I just see a squirrel. I try to swerve out the way because I'm like, I don't want to hurt this little animal. But you got kids who's just like, Daddy, look, and he's just decapitating animals. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like just doesn't care, has no qualms, has no feelings about it. They can just inflict harm, and it's just like, it's just something's in their brain that doesn't tell them it's, it's wrong. They don't have an innate reaction to it yeah i feel like it's easier to identify a uh, a sociopath than a psychopath i'm always never understood the difference that's something i it always kind of throws me off i feel like a sociopath is more just like if you can if you can spot a narcissist you know it's kind of like the same like you know what i mean they kind of feel the same yeah. They kind of just stand out. Like if you've seen one, you've you've seen one. If you know one, you know one. Oh, I know one very well, very well. A narcissist. Trump is one too. A narcissist. A uh, narcissist. Yeah, narcissist. Yeah. yeah. Trump, Trump is a narcissist too. I feel like there's some are worse than others. I watched a video how they they said there's different types of narcissists. There's like malignant narcissists. They have they are like psychotic as well. They have narcissistic and they have antisocial psychotic tendencies. Those are the worst ones. You have like textbook ones, you have covert ones who are just like, they're like, because a lot of narcissists are like, they're like arrogant and they have like delusions of grandeur. But the the, the, psych, the, the, the covert ones, they're more insecure or they present more like they're normal, but they'll get a person off by themselves and they're more passive aggressive with the narcissism. They're not as like out there and arrogant about it. They're more like, it's like an insecure version of it. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know. I I thought sociopaths was like they were they were made and psychos were born. Sociopaths were made. Could be. Like they they grew up in an environment that's just awful and they just had a terrible. They were abused their whole life, so then they're just unfeeling. No, that, yeah, psychos that makes sense. just came out the wound. They came out the wound unfeeling. That makes sense. Did you say come out the wound? No, the womb. I didn't mean the womb. I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, Joe Goldberg. In the season, also, anyone season four trailers out looks really good. Joe Goldberg's got the full beard, and he's like a. They say he's like a professor in like London. I'm like, what the fuck is going? So how did this guy go from like never had a formal education, worked at a bookstore, and now he's a professor in London? What the fuck happened? Gotta find out on the next season of you. Married a rich girl. <laughs> And got was got 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 put on a little bit. How and did then, they, now he's in London? How did they end up in London? I thought they went to Paris. Well, he went to Paris at the end of season three. Yeah. But the on from what I read about season four, they said filming in Paris was like ridiculously expensive. So they were, I guess he goes to Paris for a little while, but I think the most of the season takes place in London. Okay. So they might show him in Paris a little bit. But he's going to go to London, and he's going to be there most of the season, apparently. Oh, so they did it for budget I think wise. what might happen is he might meet, he might find Marianne. I don't know why she want to. I don't even know what the fuck she has to say to this guy. She literally watched this guy. His, his wife tried to kill her, pulled a knife out on her. Joe's on the floor just paralyzed. Why would she talk to this guy? I don't know. She loved him. 
They were both hurt individuals. Clearly. Trauma bonding. Yeah. She seems more mature, but we'll see. I don't know if they're going to write she her character. She looked good in the trailer, bro. I liked her. I, I don't, she's going to die, though. I don't early. want her to have I think she's going to die early. I think she's, she's, she's going to die early. I promise you. She's going to die in the first two episodes. I hope not. I promise you. I like her. I think so. Because, because he, it looks like he has, like, two or three more love. She is fine. But it looks like she has, like, two or three more love interests in the show, right, that are going to be competing. I think I read that as well, that he has another love interest. Of course, because he, Joe is crazy. So, of course, he, even during season three, he liked love. He liked the neighbor next door. Yeah. I think he liked some other lady. And then he liked Marianne. So, he's just like, how do you juggle all these obsessions? I don't know. He, he prioritizes it, though, because Marianne was the one that he ended up going after. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of fans are mad that love is dead, too. It, it, it feels she's a great like character. Yeah, love is. I liked love. She was good. Um, I think she ran her course though. But it's yeah, it's, she ran her course. It's funny how they set the show up to be like, he doesn't want to kill. So every new season, you're asking yourself like, damn, I hope he doesn't kill. Even and though you he, know he is. you're watching the show because he's a serial killer. Like you know he's gonna fucking kill somebody. I don't like that we 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 really like cheer these people on. Yeah, man. It's like... What does that say it, about you know, like us? It, it makes me... It makes me... Like, watching the show gives me a feeling of, like, this is dope. But I'm, I also feel, like, this awful, horrible feeling and dread and just, like, darkness and, like, death-like feeling. It says something design. about us as a culture that we yeah. big up these movies and TV shows, bro. These are popular. They're popular shows. Yeah, these are very popular shows. Um, but yeah, we can let's move, let's transition a little bit. We've been talking about you for a while. You want to talk about since we're talking about horror movies and serial killers, let's talk about this new Golden Age of horror movies in 2022. I oh, some fool on the internet today was feeling his internet creativity and decided to post some dumb shit about this season, not season, this year being the best. <clears throat> what did he say? That 2022, 2022 this, has been, I have it up, the, 2022 has been the golden year for horror. And he posted a whole bunch, and we're going to have it on the screen, too, for those watching the clip. I'll put it on the screen, but out of all these movies, I haven't, I've only seen like two of them, <laughs> so maybe yeah, I shouldn't be talking. Bodies, Bodies, which is on the bottom right, I've seen Note, which is next to it, and I've seen Scream. And year. Pray. And pray in the top left. But I feel like I don't need to see Scream. Because it's just Same Scream. Good, it's just Scream, though. It's just Scream. Don't get me wrong. You, know, you already know what you're watching. But I, I felt like it was I don't see Halloween. Because Halloween is Halloween. Yeah. Uh, all the rest of these movies, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what them. What is X? Some of these, I'm about to watch one of these tonight. I remember X. Um, I think X might have been the one that the lady. Oh, no, that's Men. I think X is the sequel to Men. Really? What? One of those that is featured on there is a sequel to Men. Because Men is the one with that woman that's a really, really good actor. I don't know her name by heart. And she's like... Kid Cuddy's in the movie? What the hell? Is that the sequel? Is it saying that? Let me see. On the Wikipedia it would say it. Or maybe on the... I'm going to look up Men movie sequel. Let's see if it'll tell me. A lot of people hated that movie. I didn't want to go see it, bro. It looked really random. It's just like... But maybe the, the trailer... I think you might have said something to me about that. That the trailer is misleading. 
the film is actually about something different than just men being creepy. I think so. I, th I believe so. I believe from what I remember, yeah, it was something else. It was actually about something else. But, you know, a lot of the incel dudes got triggered. Always and forever. It's a prequel film to Pearl. No, no, Pearl was a prequel. It's a sequel to Pearl, I guess. I don't, oh. I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a Men is? Movie. I kind of want to watch it. Or X. Oh, okay. Dang. Um, what what was I orphan. thinking was the sequel to Men? I did not know that there was an Orphan sequel. That already came out? Because I haven't seen the first Orphan, but I hear good things Yeah, it came it. out. It came out a while ago, actually. Like, earlier this year. I think it's on oh, Paramount okay. Plus. Okay. I've never seen the original. Neither have I. Hellraiser, which I've seen that little creature thing on the cover before somewhere else. Yeah, the Hellraiser trailer came out. Revamping that. Uh, what is it? No exit. I have no idea what that is. Fresh. Mm -hmm. It looks like somebody's hand that's like mm -hmm. in like a little meat wrapping. Smile. Barbarian, which people like a lot. I don't know, man. Which Barbarian? It's been some, some good horror movies, man. Like, I like what I've seen on this list, but I don't think this is a golden age. You know what? I think it's better than usual, though. So, I mean, for horror movies, this is a... I kind of see what he's saying. Like, most horror movies are garbage. When is the last time we had a string of, like, actually okay horror movies. I know it's a low bar. But when's the last time we had decent... We get, like, a decent horror movie, like, every year. Like, one. We're lucky, two. And I can't, every couple of years, we get a really good one. I can't... I can think of a decade. Because the 80s is... I mean, the 80s put out a lot of heat. For the yeah. time. For the time. They're corny now. But for the time, the 80s put out a lot of heat. Um, So I can think of a decade where horror was really, really at its peak. But I can't think of a year like i don't know if there's ever been just one solidified year where horror movies were just turned up to a hundred i don't i don't know that but i also am not in that i'm not i'm not paying attention to a lot of horror movies unless it's like an yeah, insidious or a conjuring like the ones that are like huge huge it follows i remember when that came out when we were in high school like mm -hmm. that's a dope i love that movie my mom yeah you'll find watch individual that movie. ones how much people i know refuse to watch that movie because they're like why would I want to watch a movie about a demon as a STD? But I just, I mean, I don't know. You know, horror, conceptually, if you can't get behind it conceptually, you're not going to enjoy it. Because it's supposed to scare you. Yeah. I don't want to get scared about horror movies anymore. I can't remember the last time. I just like them because I like the violence. Like, let's see, that's my problem. It's like the whole you thing. Like, I just sometimes will like the violence. Like, I just like some motherfuckers getting, getting... Jason throws a throws his big ass machete and he just <laughs> he gets hit through the wall. <gasps> he just what, pulls it out. What's your top Slowly. three horror? I don't. I couldn't do it right now off the top of my head. You can't do a top three horror. Three? Not off the top of my head. I can't. I don't know why. For some reason, I just can't. Well, what's your favorite? Uh, I like what's I like Hereditary. I like It Follows. Uh. I can't. Well, you got two. It, it's like it's yeah. pretty much like the first three that come to mind. What's the what's the last one? What's the last one? Because like for some reason, like my mind, like I won't ever really be able to give you my real list because I just cannot think of it off the top of my head. I just can't. <laughs> I have a top uh, three for everything, bro. Let's do yours. Let's do yours while I try to find my last one. Well, the number one. My number one horror film is Psycho, because that's the movie oh, yeah. that scared me the most. The OG. And people are going to be like, oh, my God, what? You guys, that movie was dope. A 50s movie? But, yeah. 
nigga. <laughs> 50s yeah, first time movie. I saw it was in high school. Bro, that movie is terrifying. I feel like that would be the worst place to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Getting, getting, getting murdered with a big-ass six, what is like a seven-inch knife? Butcher knife. Oh, hell no. I couldn't, no. I couldn't take a, a shower knife? the same. I he used, he used oh, like a kitchen no. knife. It wasn't a butcher yeah. knife. It was like a kitchen knife. But I couldn't take a, I couldn't take a shower the same for years, bro. I'm telling you, like maybe like three years. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, I'll say Jaws because Jaws was like had that effect mm-hmm. on me when I was a kid. Went to my cousin, my older cousin's house. She's like, she's way older than me. She's like 20 years older than me. But like we went to her house and she just put on Jaws. I was like three or four years old. My mom yeah. said I, I just she had to fight me to get, in, she had to fight me to get in the bath for like weeks, like a Jeez. week or two because I was so scared. Like, is, is there a shark in here? Yeah, I had dreams. I had nightmares about mm-hmm. Jaws growing up, for sure. That movie is trippy. Watching that for the first time. Mm-hmm. Never swim kid. in the ocean the same. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's one of the reasons why I hate getting in the water. In the ocean. Because I'm like, you got me fucked up. Oh! the purge, All the Purge movies is going to be my number three. All of them. Just as are a the por- those, those are horror movies? Horror thrillers is what it's what they okay. Because they, they have horror elements. It's, I, I would it's, say it's horror. I would say, like, and we gotta watch some of them because like the dudes were just popping out. <laughs> they set traps and shit, but it's like it's like just imagine a world where it's just no laws. It's just like they said, all right, y'all can go out and do whatever you want tonight. There's dudes would be setting traps. They're like wearing masks. You just be walking, and all of a sudden you just get you know those traps where it's like. Your leg, it'll like grab your leg Bear and you're like, tied up in the tree. Oh, okay. And okay. the dudes just be, the dudes just come out of the shadows and they're just like, <laughs> and they have butcher knives. Like, that's like the purge. It's just like these creepy ass serial killers just having, they just said, serial killers, go wild. Every one, once a year. And they're like, yeah. And dudes running around concept. with chainsaws and dudes with sniping people from their buildings. Like, yeah. Scary it's a good as concept. Hell. I should watch more of them. Racial cleansing, like, government's in on it. Like the whole agenda is like like poor e- economic and racial cleansing is like one of the biggest like cons- why they, there even is a purge like when they get into that like later because it's kind of political. I think that my other two would be The Shining and It, the remake. Yeah, It is dope. It is would definitely be in my top ten. The remake, not the second one, but the first one. The first. The first part one. Of the remake, of the remake, remake? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 same, for sure. Love the Purge movies, bro. You gotta give them a try. Two and three, election year, and uh, and uh, what's the what is it? I forget what that one is called, but those ones they're good, man. You, I think you would like them. I'm not saying you're gonna be blown away, but the concept is scary. Like, definitely think you should give them a try. Yeah, Purge movies. I'll watch more of them. All right, what else we got on our docket? Hate that word, but. Uh, we can talk real quick about the bling ring. Netflix just dropped a documentary about the bling ring. And I like the bling ring because it feels close to home because we were like, we went to high school in that area. That whole valley, Calabasas, Oak Park type area. Allegedly. But but for those who don't know about the bling ring, there's Netflix just dropped a documentary. They're like in their 30s now about these kids, like back in 2008, 2007, 2008, they would just run up in celebrities' houses and rob them. They would just like... Go on the internet. Oh, Lindsay Lohan's out of town? Bet. Oh, uh, Paris Hilton's out of town? Cool. <laughs> oh, they just left the window open? She left the back door open? They were running there and clean that bitch out. They hit Paris Hilton's house like five times. 
apparently she just left the same door open they wouldn't take anything too obvious that she wouldn't notice she would just like come back and like have, she would have like 10 purses and would just they would all be filled with like thousands of dollars so they would just clean out a couple purses at a time and she's so rich she probably didn't even notice the money was gone she definitely noticed. and then when they were then when they was ready then when they were ready to do but she never reported it so then when they were ready to do that final hit they cleared out her jewelry which is worth millions of dollars and then she called it in which makes so sense. what did it what did it reveal what's the point of it well the biggest like and then they eventually got caught doing it and they kind of started just like and like the point of it really was just that like i kind of wanted to touch on it's just like for one we if me you and a bunch of other dudes did this we would have got caught after the first week first week or two probably ain't no goddamn way we would just be running around rich neighborhoods and nobody would call the cops there's no way yeah that makes me think about the time that i i took my stupid ass like I think my mom was late picking me up or something. My dad was supposed to pick me up or something. And I decided, let me just run through fucking Mulholland and <laughs> try to make up some of the space. I was surprised that nobody say anything to me. I had a clear, I had a clear shot. No one exactly. said anything. <laughs> so Could that's what I kind of Arbor situation. But they got a lot of clout off that whole situation. That's a whole other thing was just like, a lot of celebrities involved, specifically uh, Paris Hilton, she allowed, when they filmed the biopic movie, which they said was like heavily false, like it wasn't even remotely correct of what happened. When they filmed the film based off of it, Paris Hilton let them use her house. So although they did rob her, she was like, ah, this is a good opportunity to get more clout because they went over in a documentary house just like LA is just like a whole bunch of people trying to live a lie and believe in their own bullshit. Mm. So you have the kids in the whole documentary, they wanted to, they were t- making this narrative that it was just like, oh, well, we were on the lower end of wealth in the valley, and uh, we went to we went to school in Calabasas, but we were the poor ones, and we wanted to fit in, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, no. you saw their houses. This these are upper middle class people. Yeah, these are upper middle class people crying that they're not elites, so they run around and throw it. They throw a tantrum by going to rob the elites, acting like it's some kind of Robin Hood, breaking and entering, breaking <laughs> and entering countless houses. They were facing the main guy. I think his name was Nick. He was facing like 58 years in jail because they had robbed like millions of dollars worth of merchandise. So what happened to them? In jewelry. They got they all got slaps on the wrist. I think the, the main guy, he snitched on his whole crew. And somehow it what happened was that like his lawyer was like, oh, we got it. We'll just, give, we'll just do an immunity clause or something with immunity. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, well, where are the papers? Where is it in writing that if I snitch on myself and I give it? Because they only got him for like two robberies. He decided, I'm just going to tell him about the like hundreds that, that we did. Jesus. So he was like, what do you mean? I'm taking the, the good word of the, the cop. What do you mean the good word of the cop? He had already snitched on himself by this point. So it just, what ended up happening was that they all got like under, the main guy got, a, he got two years in jail, but he only served a year. All of the, the girls that were working with him they all got like months and served like days. They served like 30 days, 35 days. And like, if these were black men, they'd probably still be in jail. So at least the ringleader would probably still be in jail. We know that's bullshit. And then they got clout off of it. Dude, paparazzi was falling around, the main guy. Exactly, they would've got on Rico charges. The, um, 
they made movies about these guys. One of the girls was like, she was like filming a reality show at the time, and they made it like a whole episode about the reality show. Like, you, if you are an upper middle class white kid and you commit crimes, they treat it like it's like some kind of spectacle that needs to be, they need to get clout off of. I was just like, wow. And then even the people who got robbed, Paris Hilton, she was trying to get clout off of it. For the movie, she let them film at her house when they were robbing her house. So, yeah, I mean, she doesn't care. She doesn't care. She don't fuck. She was like, well, this is good. Op-. It was getting so much attention at the time. She was like, well, damn, I better get some clout. So I just want to know what you think. Like, is clout that much hell of a drug? And, like, white privilege mixed with clout, it's like they act like it's like heroin on steroids. Yeah, cloud is that much of a drug. <laughs> I mean, do I need? I, I could, I can come up with a thousand examples of stupid ass trends that we see take place every single week on social media, but I don't need to. We already like attention right now. Like, people are starting to recognize that attention is the biggest commodity. Yeah. On Earth. They cut. They went deep in that documentary about how like people do anything for clout, and they believe their own bullshit about it. They believe their own bullshit. That they're not they're not like they don't want to believe they're clout chasers so they believe their own lies about what they're doing it has nothing to do with attention and clout when it is all about attention and clout because yeah. they're in denial about it yeah i mean that's the that means i'm telling you like that is the commodity right now it's attention and probably for the foreseeable future and they talked about how that was the digitally oh yeah they talked about how everything kind of that was like the beginning of the cloud era, like the social media cloud era. They got into how like before social media, you had to have money behind you to have a platform that pushed you around people's yeah. minds. Mm-hmm. But now people can make their own platform to get the cloud. They don't Literally need to anyone. have to wait for an establishment to do it for them. And it could be anyone. It doesn't have to be anybody that passes a certain type of test. Like mm-hmm. it could literally be some random ass person that lives in bumfuck Virginia. I mean, no, no offense to anybody who lives in Virginia, but, you know, yeah. like, it, I just picked Which some is, random I'm fucking from, place. I've heard about Virginia is bumfuck from people I know who live there. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it could just be somebody that doesn't know anything from anything, but they got a certain viral moment, and people would just pick them up. Mm-hmm. Like that one guy, uh, Kai Sanat. You know that guy who just screams all the time? Mm-hmm. Like the little he, boy? Yeah, he's like, he looked like he's like 19, the black guy. The little boy on Twitch, yeah. Yeah, like he, that's an example. Like, if you catch a real moment, you catch a, a vibe, and you act crazy enough, you want that clout badly enough. Yeah. Like, he's like the, he is a clout chaser. But he, like, I feel like with him, he's not in denial about it. Nah, he's, he's like, sold. I want clout. I will do whatever it takes to get the clout. Fuck you. They sell themselves out, man. <laughs> yeah. They sell themselves out. He, like, Speaking lit of- fireworks in his room and shit. He was, oh, like, lighting oh. bombs and shit off in his room. Yeah, like, dude. that guy is crazy. Speaking of viral clout chasers, did you see what happened with DJ Academics rhetoric? Oh, my God. You want me to get started? Why? It's not that because deep. he's, like, a coon extraordinaire. He's, like, like we always talked about, like, he's, like, a non-FBA coon. Mm-hmm. Like a Sambo who just, your whole, only reason you have a lane. First off, only reason you were able to come over here is because of what Friedman fought and died for. The only reason you have a platform is because of a culture that Friedman cultivated. And you come over here and say, well, the OGs are dusty anyway. Because now now people are saying, you're a Jamaican. You you did not create hip-hop. You have no say in it. Oh, well, OGs are just dusty anyway. 
it's just, it's just like hater talk. It's just like as soon as someone checked him about the origins of hip hop, now it's just oh they're dead. they're dusty anyway. They don't matter. They're broke. So he said it as a response. He didn't say it as a response. Like immediately, like someone said like something. A direct to him. response. But people have been saying this. They've been checking his ass. Like there's this guy I watch who interviewed with him. His name is Tariq Nasheed. And he was checking academics because academics talks crazy shit about black Americans. He talks like, oh, us, us immigrants, we work so much harder. We do so much better. We're such, we're such this, we're such that. It's like, well, first off, your elites and middle class come over here. Your coons come over here. And the only reason you can even come over here is because of what we fought and died for. It's like if we, if, if we took the best of black America and sent them to other countries and we outperformed and we were running around talking about we were so much better, wouldn't that be stupid? Yeah. If we just sent our best, a complete brain drain to a different country, and we just outperform the general population, is it fair for us to say that all of us are better than all of them? No, no that doesn't make I mean, any sense. But, he's but that's what they come do. He's that's an what outspoken, they do. ignorant person. He's an outspoken, ignorant. He's been checked countless times because that guy I told you about, Tariq Nasheed, he's like an activist. He went on there and caught in his ass. He went, over to, he went on the show and got in his ass. He debunked every single because he, he knows his shit. He's like like he studies history. He knows his shit very well. He makes historical documentaries, and he does not play with coons. So he went on there and checked his ass, and then now he, a few weeks have gone by after he got his ass whooped intellectually, and now he's back on the bullshit because people are trying to create this narrative now. BET's doing it too, where it's like they're trying to distance Black Americans from hip hop. Oh well, Latinos created hip hop. They're just they're they're equally such and such. Oh well, Caribbeans created hip. Well, Cool Hark and Cool Hark is like some some guy they credit as the founder of hip hop when he wasn't a founder. You can't go to a hip hop people. They'll it'd be like one or two Latinos and like a Caribbean dude or African guy will go to a hip hop party in the seventies and eighties. Will get a little bit of clout off of it from going there and kind of they'll kind of do their own thing off of it. And then now all of a sudden everyone's running around saying, well, they created it or they're the biggest part of it. When the foundations for hip hop started long before the 70s and 80s, that led up to the creation of it. But other groups are taking these small little people appearing at a party and are trying to turn it into the fact that we actually are more important than you in the creation of it. So that means we deserve to usurp you out of it. So all these other companies are pushing it in a way that they're just they're doing the same thing with the different rock and roll and country. They're trying to completely take hip hop from us. It's happened before. We're just watching it happen again. With other groups just trying to steal what we created and when we're checking them on it then all of a sudden it's well the ogs of hip-hop are dusty anyway they're dusty and broke so they're failures that's literally what he's saying because people have been his ass for weeks about this thing well, he keeps running around with this narrative that jamaicans created hip-hop yeah and the sad part is that hip-hop can easily been taken away we don't own hip-hop we mean exactly black community. We, we don't but more and more black people are going independent and start doing their own thing I mean, that's happening, like, a lot more and more and more and more now. But what is that So, mean? yeah. You well, they own and control their own music. They own, but it, if they it's, own if, They're part of black labels that are owned by black people. But if it's not, you know, Drake going over there, if it's not Jay-Z, Jay-Z has his own shit, kind of. But if it's not, you know what I mean? Like, if it's not... It has to start somewhere. Uzi. We're not going to compete with them overnight. I see what you're saying, man, but we, it's not... We got to start somewhere. And it's happening more on a level than you'd even imagine now. They was gonna be a couple of years ago. Imagine ten more years. Yeah, it's gonna be more than that. It's gonna take much, much more than that. That's why I think if you get the big the big dogs on that side early, 
or as soon as possible, not even early, because kind of, I don't want to put it in that type of time reference. But if you get them on there now, things change overnight. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a while. We're gonna have to like cultivate big names on our own. You know what I mean? Like, it's not gonna happen overnight. But we can't we can't give up. But DJ Academics is a coon. I hate that guy with a passion. I despise DJ Academics. He's like he's like a pussy of the highest degree. He's like a coon and a coward of the highest degree. I'm telling you. When 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 the dude, because he only says that shit when he's like around other coons or when he's by himself. When some real like FBAs pull up on him, then he starts stuttering. He starts bucking his eyes. He starts, mm-hmm. oh yeah, well, uh, oh yeah, I, I guess I can see how what you mean by that. Oh yeah. When they leave, all of a sudden he's he's like hardcore in the coon shit. Like he's a man. People pull up on him and he starts he starts soft talking. Yeah. What else we have? Any other of uh, these fascinating, small, little, rapid-fire topics? Oh, uh, that's a quick one. Cyberpunk make, making a big comeback. So we talked about last week, Cyberpunk Edge Runners anime. It's huge right now. It's went huge right now. Because it's like, it, I mean, it's like one of the best shows I've seen in a while. Like, animes, too. It's just like, but it, I think it's just back to that whole violence thing. And I've heard people who are not Americans like, how do you watch this stuff? It's so debased. It's, there's just so much violence. I mean, it's a lot of violence, but that's the cyberpunk game is like that. It's just like futuristic gang wars where it's like if you get hit with a bullet, your body, half your body's gone, or people are blowing you up, or dudes are running around with cyber arms and super speed and they just cut you in half and you just blow up. You know what I mean? But it, it kind of covers what it means to be human. Like it's bullshit, I, but it entertains me. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I agree that it's hyper violent, but that that's what they're trying. That's the point. Like a futuristic, debased, hyper capitalistic hyper-violent world where it's like either you're born with money, you get lucky, or you're a criminal. It's one of the, it's, that's it. AI and technology probably is taking most of the jobs. Yeah. So you're either on the streets hustling and killing people and robbing, or you're, you're, you're half. You're bustling. Exactly. So, and it kind of covers like you know, what it means to be, be human. Like a big part of the plot is like, you know, the more you upgrade your body, the more you replace the, the meat with metal, the more you lose your humanity, they go and that that's like really covered heavily. Yeah. Because there's like a thing called cyber psychosis inside the cyberpunk series where people eventually go crazy. They're like they eventually become so much more machine than man. Their brain just kind of like freaks out about it, and you just they just become psychotic and they start murdering everybody, people around them. And it just kind of covers like you know even in such a cyberpunk, such a, a cold dark world, the realization is that the most important thing you have in this world is connections with other people so that's like one of the over- overarching things but it's so successful it brought back cyberpunk from the dead as everybody knows cyberpunk flopped at lunch i mean it was garbage i got the game and and first game i ever refunded in my life it was that bad <laughs> i usually don't even when i don't like games i don't refund them that shit was so ass i'm like i'm getting my money back it doesn't even make any sense to keep this on my computer but now i said the game is breaking records they're back to a million unique players playing a day. I'm like, well, God, the game was dead. The game was dead. But they've been fixing it the last couple, two years since the launch. They've been fixing it. So now people are realizing, you know, this shit, now that it's playable, this shit's kind of cool. They're, like, fixing everything. Now, I don't know how you feel about developers releasing games in terrible states, fixing them two years later, and everyone loves it now. What do you think about that? I've never played a game that really has a lot of updates like that. You know, mm-hmm. besides like shooters where you get them year by year or 
like 2K where you get that year by year. I've never had to play a game. So that's technically like you're playing the same game with updates. If, you know, you still have to spend money on it every yeah. single time. But, but like, like, they release updates. They fix all the bugs. They yeah. They're doing expansions. They add new content and stuff like that. But I've never, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I would be pissed off. But at the same time, like if I like the game, I'm probably still going to continue to play it. And if you make a game where it's fun to play, that's the whole essence of it. So, yeah. whatever. And it's fun, man. I like upgrading my body and getting cybernetics. It's like it's like futuristic GTA. Just pull up, steal cars, yeah, that was fly like around the corner and blast right. people. Yeah. Go to the strip club and the, I don't. Know, I don't think you can go to the strip club, but they should add that to the game. They don't even do strip clubs in Cyberpunk. They just like put on these like these goggles and then like it'll put you into the experience so it's like instead of doing porn they'll record the male porn stars like his mind when he's like doing the scene and then when you you can play it back you like you go into his mind and it will replay all the sensations visually and mentally of the dude so they do shit like that in cyberpunk where they're like they don't go to the they don't go to the strip club they go to the little the little vr club but that's like a whole side note and that's like in the, that's in the show too but yeah man big comeback Game probably has a bright future. It's a dope game. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to be... Would you want to live in a... If you were rich, would you want to live in a cyberpunk universe? If you were rich. Not poor. Hell no. But if I was rich, I could see it, man. I'd be getting upgrades. Why not? I'd be getting upgrades. I'm telling you. I'll upgrade my lungs. upgrade my arms. Get, like, all kinds of cool shit in it. You can, like, download martial arts and shit like Matrix. everything. Yeah, you can download martial arts and skills like the Matrix. You can, like, switch out your eyeballs for, like, super eyeballs. You can, like, zoom in super far away, zoom back out. But let's not stay on this too long. It's supposed to be rapid fire. Um, next one is Avatar Cultural. Cultural Impact. Big argument on Twitter about that. Hey, yes. So I saw that just scrolling through the timeline. And I saw that and I was like, I sent it to our group chat and... JP is always the one that's quick to say like the whole narrative that we pretty much saw everybody talking about in the comments if you if they took the stance that Avatar has no cultural relevancy or was it it wasn't relevancy it was cultural what what was the exact wording relevance pretty oh it said impact. relevance pretty oh sure impact relevance or impact. impact for the people that took the stance that it has no cultural impact they were saying that because it's not in our day-to-day reference. And they were taking the stance that for as much money as it made, the fact that it's not like something that we like, we meme all the time, that they made spinoffs off of, or like the, the merchandising, you don't see everybody wearing like an Avatar t-shirt or whatever. We don't see it to that. It's not in that, but it's not that it's not to that scale. It's just that it's not in those areas. You're yeah. not gonna catch them in those lanes. But for you to, I think that this this is the one thing that does the point, period. Is Avatar going to be remembered in 50 years? I think it will. Period. Because I think it will because it broke records and it was a spectacle at a certain period of time. So cultural, cultural impact, I mean, with that, yeah. that, that alone. It's just not big in meme culture because I feel like the movie is literally space Pocahontas. Yeah, it's nothing <laughs> or, or, original. Or, or, blue alien Pocahontas. It's nothing original. It's something now, original. The, new, the next movies, they have a real opportunity to get creative. They have a real opportunity to get more unique with the story. Yeah. Like, it could still be Space Pocahontas where it's like the, the, the humans are colonizing, but 
they're they can do world building on Pandora that could be crazy. That it could be a whole other they Game could. of Thrones type shit just with the blue aliens that would be cool. Like they could. I don't know if that's what they're going for. I think the Avatar shtick has always been, and maybe after this movie, it could set up for something different. But the shtick has always been like, hey, this movie is going to be something that you've never seen before because it's just mm-hmm. so technologically advanced. It's obviously everybody knows it's animation, but it's gonna look real. That's what they go off of. That's what they make their bucks off of. Yeah, the spectacle of it. You see, you meant to see it in theaters, or if you like, no, you meant to see it in like Dolby. Like when I go see that movie, I'm going to see that shit in Dolby Vision. I'm buying tickets like months in advance. D box, son. Yeah. But for people to be like, yeah, I agree. It has no cultural significance. That just doesn't make any sense. And. People were saying, like, for as much money as it has, like, we have this conversation amongst our, our, our group all the time. Like, if, it, if, a, if a movie makes a certain amount of money or has a certain level of viewership, doesn't that mean that there has it's it's overall a good film or a good movie or a, or a good show? I think I think it's I think so. Isn't that what that means? I think that's what it means to me. Enough people oh. saw it. Enough people saw it that told enough people to go see it, and exactly. then on and so forth. The general consensus that it was a great project. Otherwise, so. people stop watching it. Yeah, but in terms of meme culture and stick around and lines and like lovable stuff, does not have it. I, I it didn't hit on that. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't hit there. What else we got? Uh, this is the last topic I have. Is uh, John Boyega. You can close out on John Boyega. Okay. So basically, you know, John Boyega was like, I only date black women. I only date people who understand culture and like what people deal with in terms of like white supremacy. I'm not going to, I want to date somebody who understands what I go through as a black man, Afro-descended man. And mostly white Twitter went into a frenzy. He's a racist. Hey, how dare Whether you he? like him and don't like him, there's nothing you could do about him because he's number one. He's, he, like he's a racist. Something's like him, wrong with him. You can do about they went into like they went into one. like a whole tizzy about this man saying tizzy. I want to date someone who understands what I what I experience and go through. Well, how could you? What that a white person could understand that? What do you mean? So how did you see white people talk about a black person saying that he likes black people? It's just. When that, I just went into the comments of like people are saying like, oh, John Boyega said he only dates black women. You go in the comments, oh my god, he's a racist, he's a monster, he's a, oh my god, he's something wrong with him, he's a, oh my god, so it's justified when I'm racist and, you know, it's just a whole, they're looking for any reason to just find something to cry about when it comes to black people. I, I feel like the comments, <laughs> I feel like the comments section really just puts a rain on the parade. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a conversation that could be had outside of that, though. I feel like the real conversation in it is why is he why is he like the only black person, not black person? Why is he why is he one of the only black men that I see that champions that same shit? And he's not even he's like what? B-list celebrity? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like a lot of these dudes be cooning. They just, they'll just, they'd rather date a mid-looking white girl than a, a extremely attractive black woman. But even the ones that do boys. big up black women, like, I, like, what about LeBron? Yeah, like, his wife is fine. Yeah, but why wouldn't, 
I'm not saying that, like, I'm not asking the question as if, like, they're doing something wrong by not saying anything about it, or as if, like, they specifically need to be, I'm just talking about, like, for examples of black men who are of a level of influence where when they say something, people, like, thousands of people are going to hear it. Why wouldn't somebody like that, why is it John Boyega? Like, who else can you identify that's, I mean, like, Jesse Williams? Is that his name, Jesse Williams? Yeah, he's, he's cool, man. He I learned about, about him in, uh... That game, that Detroit Become Human, he was like the main character. And, and maybe it's just from time to time, like you'll hear about it. But I, like I don't, I don't know of anybody. Like I know John Boyega, like he stands on that. Like I've heard him say that numerous times, where it's like a part of his personality. Like black women, I only date black women. That's a part of his persona. I feel like there should be more. Just based on the numbers alone, there should be more black men. That are known I feel like for, a lot of dudes don't want to. They don't want to anger white people, or they date white women, so they're not going to say that. So it's probably those two things primarily. Oh yeah, so it's just something they don't do. Like I'm sure LeBron probably feels the same way, even though he's been married to her, his wife for I don't know how long. Yeah, but, but LeBron still probably be smashing not on some white that. girls. You think he's he definitely still alone? smashing on white women? You think? He, I think I, that's my question. Do you think he's ever gotten weak and just uh, bust nuts? Yeah. Why? I mean, tour. how could you not? How could you not? How could you not? I, I definitely like probably would. Quick. I mean, I mean, but that's besides the fact. Like at a certain point, marriage just becomes business. You know, it becomes business. At first, it's but like, dude, oh, but dudes want to, but dudes want to feel it's okay to smash different women because they're they're high value men. But when as soon as their wife does it, yeah, that's the insecurity. Mm-hmm. That's the insecurity when it's like I should be able to do it because I'm a man. Like that does. The, anytime you have to answer that question, why with because I'm a man, it's probably not something you should be doing. So that's the, that's a stupid justification. But for like so, I, there, there, you could do it. But if you're gonna say if you're gonna put some type of rule on your lady and say that she can't mm-hmm. do it because she's a woman. This is That's a manosphere thing. Up there. I swear, I see it all the time. It's a manosphere thing where they're like, if it's a man who's high value, he's the breadwinner, and he's like, a, he's like a millionaire, billionaire. But why are you high value just because right? you make? And he money. married like an average money making woman. They're like because he's so high value because he's, he's such a high value commodity. Because you will never find another man like that in your life. He That's not is true. Though. He is allowed to cheat. I but they say I see it all the time. This whole thing, and that, they, that, they they would debate like women call in and like that's misogynistic. It's the truth. Yeah. If I'm high value, uh, I should I I don't have to deal with you. I can walk out the relationship and find ten women who look as good, if not better, so than you. So can she. So, but I and I don't agree with I don't agree with it because I think it's misogynistic and messed yeah. up. But I don't I agree with the fact that I think a, a man a Drake would have a better chance. Could a Drake has better options. Maybe not, because dudes argue that too. But I think if Drake gets with a run-of-the-mill Instagram model, she's not going to find another Drake. Now she'll find another dude, a million other dudes. She might even find some rich guys. Don't think she's going to find another Drake. So their argument is, if the dude is a Drake-level guy, he can cheat because she'll never find another Drake. So that's part of the. I'm not agreeing with it. Just prefacing. I it, mean, she never find another Drake. I, so he's so high value, he gets to cheat. Cause you better be thank. It's basically like you should be thankful that he's even he's even dating you. I might sound like I'm pandering when I say it, 
but I think it's just fact. For a man to become a man, he needs a woman. But for a woman to become a woman, they don't need a man. So the high value. Well, what do you think makes a man a man? A balls and a cock. I'm saying I'm saying it metaphorically, not literally, like genetically. Not I'm not talking about like biology. I'm just talking about like in in reference to like metaf- like metaphorically. What like when a boy becomes a man? Not not because he went through puberty. I'm talking. Everybody about, can answer that question so differently, but I guess. For well, what me, do you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess for me, it's. I don't know, man. You start you start bringing money into the household. You start. It's when you start providing. It's you when you start, start providing. providing. Yeah. And you know you can provide for multiple people. Yeah. Not just for yourself first, obviously, but it needs to be where it's like you can family. You can provide for family. At the bare minimum, you can take care of yourself. I think. Yeah, but you can provide for your family though. Like yeah. that's that's the that's the important part. That's when it becomes, you've become a man. Because you can take care of your mom. It doesn't have to be romantic. Like, it, you can take care of your moms. You can take care of your dad. You know what I mean? You can take care of family members here and there. You know, even if it's just taking care of people. Like, even if you, you start a business and you employ people, you know, you're responsible for people's checks. Like, that's when you become a man. In order for a man to reach his full potential, I think it takes a woman. I don't think that you could just do it alone. Because you need to have that other half of you. Like, the, women is the, the woman is the other half of the brain, in my opinion. I'm, see, yeah, I'm not saying I, you can't be successful. No, I agree, with no that I'm one. just saying. Like, I agree. Like I see what you're saying. Like I'm just what I'm saying. Like everybody will. I swear, to God, everybody will give you a completely different answer. Some dudes will say it's when you have sex for the first time. If you're a man. Still you know, everybody will that. give you a different. Uh, not necessarily. I mean, you could be. I a gay guess man. so. I guess so. Yeah. Well, we're, so, we're talking. Well, no, because we're talking about straight men, aren't we? Oh yeah, we're talking about straight men. Um, but like, so you said, you said if you were LeBron's level, you wouldn't, you couldn't help it. Would you justify it by the fact that, well, I'm the prize. I'm not justifying. I'm such, I'm so much of a prize. You, no. but it's narcissistic though. You should be thankful that I'm dating you because you, you may be a 10, but I'm LeBron. So I'm so far know. beyond 10 on the men's scale. I can go get as many dimes as I want because I'm LeBron. I don't subscribe to the, to the narrative that money makes you high value i think it's more than money i don't it's think the it's the whole just... package i think it's it's a combination of you being well-groomed yeah. it's you being well-groomed in shape and you have a lot of money and you got some swag i think that's high value and you have you have a lot of you have power like you can you command and that's what money is power even if you just a trust fund baby you have power though that money yeah. affords you access to things most men do not have yeah so you could be an ugly dude, but if you're in good yeah. shape, you funny, and you know you're a relatively decent height. Even if you're not a decent height, <laughs> you can stand on that money. You high value. Yeah. I don't know. That's I what I think. I, and I, I, it's I, not me agreeing because I didn't watch Kevin Samuels, but I do know about that high value thing. <laughs> and I do. That's the only thing I agree with about Kev. With Kev is that they're all high value men. That's a real thing. You can say whatever you want. There are dudes who just most of the women are chasing after them. I just think that that's the whole, real. The high value man thing, the narrative is just weird. Like, where did this narrative of high value man, like, what separates a high value man from a high value woman? Shouldn't it just be a high value person? 
like think you never hear. I think it, I think it crosses over a lot though. High value never, man, high value woman crosses but you over a lot. But you never hear high value men talking about getting high value women. You never hear that. No, you don't. They just talk. That's about they the thing. Die. Yeah. So it's almost like I have to set myself apart. These are the qualities that I can set myself apart. Of. Uh, I can set apart. How do I say that sentence? I don't know why I'm struggling. These are the things that I can set. Or, or, or these are the things that set me apart. I don't know why I struggle so much to get that sentence out. And because of that reason, I now can separate myself as not just a high value person, but a high value man. Mm. So the whole thing is misogynist it in, is. in conception. Because I think like, but this is what I've heard some of them do say where they'll say like, the reason why you just think separate high value men and women, you don't say high value women is that in, in, in a sexual marketplace, especially in a, around our age, Women are already high value, period, just because they're women. If you get what I'm saying. Every woman is high value because they're not a- not every woman is high value, but like you know, the average woman could go on can go on Tinder and say, Hey, let's meet up and she's gonna get a hundred matches. The average looking guy is not. So the so guy has to be has to be high value to even relatively be in the same ballpark on a sexual marketplace value wise. To get you know, to even be even be able to be on that kind of level in the marketplace. Now things kind of shift later on, like in the 30s, if you're an established man who has money, who's relatively good looking, then you kind of, it starts tracking up to where you got, you're gonna get more likes. But at least right now, you kind of have to be a high value man to start getting the same kind of attention. Like you a 35 year old man, you in shape, you cut your hairs in shape, you know what I mean? Like you're a relatively decent looking guy, and you making well above six figures and you got real estate and you got a business or you got rich off crypto or some shit, you're going to be sliding in it is what I'm trying to say. Like, So they only want to be high value for women? Well, I guess it's like, well, the argument is that women chase after the top 20% of men. So the top 20% of the men so are the high value men. So if you're a high value man by default, you're going to be getting a lot of attention. You'll never get as much attention as like a really attractive woman who's like an Instagram model. But you're gonna be getting a lot of attention, so all them women are gonna be chased after you, theoretically, at least. Like if you ask the average woman, doesn't matter if she's attractive or not, she has a list of what um, the kind of man she wants. So if you are like a high value man, meaning you're probably gonna be hitting most of those things on that list, of course you're gonna be getting a lot of female attention. Hmm. But the opposite is you could be broke, working a not working a you know I don't know you could be. Maybe you didn't finish high school, or but you on OnlyFans and you making a little change, but you basically broke. But LeBron's howling at you. Did you have to work? Did you? I mean, you might have to work a little bit, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. Like, they just can kind of come out if they already good looking. Boom. You don't have to work. You just got access to all these different types of men who got resources. I'm not saying I agree with this. I, this is just what I've it heard. Kinda, it kind of it kind of bolsters my point that I made. Like. Men don't. I mean, men need women. Women don't need men. Because the only way you're going to be able to tell your high value is if you have the woman, right? That's the trophy. Oh, well, I guess so. I guess that's the benchmark, right? Because what if you're all those things and you don't, you still don't get dates? They're still going to call you high value. There's something else. There's something else you're not doing then. If you have all those things and you're not getting dates, you're doing something wrong. That's because it's not all, all. The high value stigma. You is must. Not the you end must all be all. like. You must be on some dimer. Because nothing you, you said, drink? nothing you, you said about the things that they can that, that they categorize as high value had anything to do with your intellect. 
or of your, of your spirit, your heart, had nothing to do with that. The way you handle emotions had nothing to do with any of that. It was just make money. It was all just like the vain shit. But I guess it's just like what sexual marketplace, what is deemed as a tra- high in the sexual marketplace is different for men and women. For a man, I feel like if you're in good shape, like I said before, you're good in shape, you're a decent looking guy, you don't necessarily have to be a pretty boy. That just you got gets money, you a woman. That just gets you, you a woman. And you got a mouthpiece, you should have no trouble. That just gets you a sex. woman, dude. That's, that's low. You don't hear the, the reason why I, I answered my own question. The reason why you don't hear anybody talking about high value women is because they probably are closer to high value than we are innately. It's going to sound like I'm pandering. I completely understand it. It's going to sound like I'm pandering. But what but is a high, what is a high value woman to you? To me, I think it's a high value person. I think they're one and the same. I don't think that women need to do anything different on the off the top of my head. I can't think of anything women need to do differently than men to be considered high value. A high well, value person. You have a lot of women that you would say are high value, but it's like a lot of it. I'm not saying because, like, my opinion of what a high value woman is that like it's just, it's kind of the same thing as high That's value man. It's just That's it's just I'm flipped saying. around. Like she looks good, she dresses well, she's she's fine as hell, but she's a boss. Exactly. She got it's her own shit. shit. She got her own money. She she you know what I mean. She got businesses. She got stocks and bonds, crypto. It's like the same thing, just flipped around. You know what I mean? That's how I see it. But I guess a lot of people say that the girl could just be a bum and everything but her looks, and she is high, considered high value in the marketplace. Yeah, That's like they said, like high value she didn't for have a fuck. To, she didn't have to work. Maybe high for value it. for a fuck, for a friends with benefits. Maybe they're not high and, value and to only be only fans money. They're not high value to be in a relationship Look for bad baby. twenty plus years. Like they're not high value to be. A person that you want to be close friends with for an eternity you know they're not somebody you want to start business endeavors with they're not someone you want to be around period some of them just because they look good but you would say the same thing about a man that's why i'm saying like the whole thing is just dumb to me it's all insecurity and just misogynist shit that you need to separate yourself apart from a different sex of you're the same species just because you want to be able to say that's that's the reason why I should be able to smash because I'm high value and you should allow me to cheat and you should allow me to do that such whole such. that yeah because you won't find you, you you the odds of you getting another one is low that part is so stupid that's like a that's like someone who's that's like Kim Kardashian saying Kanye I'm so high value that you should allow me to just cheat whenever the fuck I want to. And why is it cheating if he says yes? That's another thing is like, so you're, you're not, you don't want to cheat. Like the, the whole thing is just so ignorant because it's very, very immature. It starts well, if from an immature yes, mindset. Well, yes, it's not cheating. If he's just like, cool. You can, exactly. You, so You can have a whole harem of women and I'm, I'm the head one now, I'm the wife. Are just these dudes talking that. about it? Uh-huh. They bring, they're bringing it up as if like I should be allowed to cheat. They're not saying I should be allowed to sleep with other women. Maybe that some of them have the nuance to think of it that way, but I, I think even the majority of them that might word it that way with language are still thinking in their mind, thinking it, that the whole act is because I want to be able to cheat. I'm still thinking of it as cheating. I'm not thinking of it as a mutual agreement that in this relationship, I have more of an open relationship than you do. You're exclusive. I'm open. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's still very, very immature in thought. So that's the reason why it's... It, you know, obviously, like any type of oppression is immature in thought. So that's the reason why you could pick holes in it all day long. 
But it's just, I think that whole thing is just not thought out. You're, you're just doing all this stuff to mask your insecurity. And that's, I have a big problem with it. I have a big problem with it. People need to get help. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> get some help. <laughs>